Hey there, friend, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany, and I'm so thankful that you are listening in today for a 30th day of the 31 days of an anchored wives prayer. I've been at this for really longer than day 30 because there were different cessations and and steppings away and pullings away for a tragedy that has happened in my life. And I've said this before, but I really want to say it again. Our value, our worth is not on anything we can do. And it's really not even in the assignment that God has for our lives. But we're image bearers. We're created in his image. We're loved implicitly. He sent his only son to die on our behalf. And he invites us to a specific purpose, which will glorify him and win even one through the looking at your life. So when with going through the different the the different loss over the last month i have said and many of those who um loved catherine have said why why god did was it time for her to go why and i pray that or my encouragement is That the why questions, that the concerns of God's goodness and God's rightness, and how do I keep going? How do I keep making dinner for my family? How do I keep showing up at work? How do I keep paying bills, right? Sun comes up, sun goes down. How do the days pass? And, And that's one of the things I struggled with, with hopping right back into the podcast. I pulled away from... Um, social media, and from too much of, of anything except for the essential in my life, and that was very good and necessary and obedient to what God was calling me to do. And um, that was good. But God's word does not get to get put on the shelf. Whatever God is calling us to, getting back to that, even if it looks different. So even if it wasn't we finished this anchored wives prayer in 31 days. You finished this marathon. If you're thinking even in the earthly realm, you finished this marathon and I don't know how, how fast do people run marathons? Um, six hours, seven hours, whatever. You know, if it took you 20 hours, boo, you finished. Well done. Well done. There's, there's celebration at that finish line. So, I'm saying this because it was just on my heart that sometimes I think we get caught up in the plan looks different and we get stuck there. And man, you will be, we will be stuck at everything if that's the case. And it's in not to allow for me specifically and Catherine not to allow, not that the enemy caused that, right? I mean, but not to allow the enemy's plan because he always has a, a plan adjacent and opposite, distorted to, to the Lord's, not not to allow him to leech on to this and 
to give up in a way. So yes, it has been a journey, a good month and a half or even more, but yet it's the 30th day. And I am thankful for anyone who has been praying for their spouse for one day, two days, or all 30 days starting after today. I am so grateful that you have done something 30 times intentionally for God's glory in your life. That is beautiful, friend. And I am saying well done to you. So we are reading one Psalm 119 verses 166 through 171. Lord, I hope for your salvation and carry out your commands. I obey your decrees and love them greatly. I obey your precepts and decrees for all my ways are before you. Let my cry reach you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea reach you. Rescue me according to your promise. My lips pour out praise for you teach me your statutes. I read Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 7 next to that verse 169. You know, give me give me understanding. Because we want to trust in the Lord's understanding and the Lord's ways, which are not ours. Isaiah 55, makes, God makes that very clear, that his ways are so much higher than, than what we could even comprehend or understand. So instead of wasting too much time getting stuck there, um, trying to figure it out, it's, it's too big and too great to figure out. Can't figure out why there's so many 18,000 galaxies, right? There's just a level that you just aren't going to know. And you're going to have to just decide to trust, right? So I wrote Proverbs 3 there. You know, when I read this whole thing, instead of it just being about one verse, immediately I thought of two things. I thought of the Israelite, the, the Hebrew midwives in Exodus. And I also thought of Revelations 4. And not me, because I'm just this good, right, um, at all. But just, the, it was placed on my heart. I'm not going to be like the Lord said, but it was it was impressed upon me. So Exodus, Exodus uh, chapter 1, verse 17, the midwives, however, feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt had told them. They let the boys live. So the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked them, why have you done this and let the boys live? Let the boys live. The midwife said to Pharaoh, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are vigorous and give birth before the midwife can get to them. Obviously, they're lying. Um, so God was good to the midwives. And the people multiplied and became very, very numerous. Since the midwives feared God, he gave them families. Pharaoh then commanded all his people, you must throw every son born to the Hebrews in the Nile, but let every daughter live. So obviously he's looking for Moses. He didn't know that that's who he was looking for. He just knew that there was going to be um, someone that would usurp him. And he thought that in his own human mind, oh, let's just kill every male baby that might come up and try to free the Israelites. And to say something about that plan even the plans of the enemy, something deeply rooted, some deep evil. If you think of slavery, if you think of Holocaust, if you think of um, the, the genocide in Rwanda, Rwanda, I mean, big things, right? Even to just something evil, maybe that's going on in your marriage right now. 
something that feels very attacky from your husband. But I want you to really remember that there's an enemy behind your enemy. And I'm going to bet that even in the horribleness of what's going on your husband, that there's someone fueling that. And, and it could be the enemy. You know, I don't like to just go around and be like the enemy, the enemy, but I also don't think we talk enough about him. That's what a really good friend and I were talking about just late, just yesterday. Um, why don't we give give him some more credit than what we do? But then likewise, don't swing it all the way the other way and just be like, oh, everything is the enemy. But in this case, I just love their obedience. And I love that God had this redemptive plan in spite of this this Joker's plan. It was like, yep, good. I mean, horrible that these other people, kids had to die. But so dumb because God's plan still went forward anyways. Moses still was born. Moses still freed the people exactly as God had planned to do. So it's like no matter. And I think we have to remember that and say that out loud to ourselves. Because if it's God's plan for your life or God's will, like there's no moving of that from anybody, any demon, any devil. The end. And I love their obedience. I love their faithful obedience. So when I was reading, when you think of flipping back to Psalm 119, just I think this is not even just thinking of the verses 166 through 171. This is the whole totality of what we read so far. You know, where we've read from 1 to 171, this psalmist just loves the Lord's word, loves God, loves his instructions, even loves boundaries, you know, not trying to just be everything and do everything because I can. No, they're like, I'm good. I don't need everything. I'm I'm content. I have found contentment in exactly where the Lord has called me to be. And then on the other side, Revelations 4, um, flip to that. Well, because I, I think the question has to be, I mean, um, Lord, how do I revere you? How do I uphold you to this level? You know, where they, the, the, the midwives were risking their lives, even though they lied. I mean, they technically could have still died. God just favored and covered them. But I think that it is a courageous step to say, Lord, I am going to I'm going to risk being canceled. I'm going to risk half of my following. I'm going to risk that I have to live a life that's a little bit more meager. I, I'm going to risk that I may not have a husband because I'm going to make sure that I have the one that you have for me. I'm going to risk that it looks like I am subservient to this husband who is all of these things, but God, I trust you. And I know that this is where you called me to be. So there's some level of courageous um, faith in and of where you are. And even again, as I think about our marriages, um, like nobody just stumbles on courageousness. You know, any if you read, you know, like I'm reading these little hero stories with my 11 year old. And when I think about all these different, um, this African American um, greats to me, greats, minors, all of it. And I'm like, they didn't just, like, they had, that cost them something to, to do make this invention to go against the tide to to stand out that costs him something well the, likewise the same for us in our faith it's going to cost you something but y'all here's the promise in revelations 4 well it's not a promise but here's the beauty of why the beauty of why the promise is eternity with Jesus and he already paid the paid the cost for you 
but I'm very visual. So when I read the, like, I love Revelation. I've not read all of Revelations, but the parts I've read, but specifically, I love this beautiful depiction of what John gives. And, and this is just what he can try to give in his best, you know, best understanding. I'm sure this doesn't even do God justice and visually what John was seeing. He was in his spirit self, even though he was technically alive when he was summoned, um, imprisoned kind of to, to the island of Patmos because they were trying to kill him. They were trying to kill John. This is after all the other disciples have, have been killed, uh, martyred, and they couldn't kill him. And we know why, because again, God's plan cannot be thwarted in spite of that of the enemy. So then they banished him to the island of Patmos. Anyways, Revelations 4. This is, this is what John is writing. After this, I looked and there, and this is for verse one. After this, I looked and there's heaven and there in heaven was an open door. The first voice that I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Immediately I was in the spirit and there was a throne in heaven and someone was seated on it. The, the one seated there had an appearance of jasper and carnelian stone, a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald surrounded the throne. Around the throne were 24, 24 thrones and on the throne sat 24 elders dressed in white clothes and golden crowns on their heads. Flashes of lightning and rumblings and pearl and peals of thunder came from the throne seven fiery t- torches and burning were burning before the throne which are the seven spirits of god something like a sea glass again he's he's doing his best y'all give him credit S- something like a sea glass similar to crystal was also before the throne four living creatures covered with eyes in the front and back around the throne on each side the first living creature was like a lion the second living creature was like an ox the third living creature had a face like a man and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle each of the four living creatures had six wings they were covered with eyes around and inside day and night this i love this day and night imagine day and night like your whole day day and night they never stop saying Holy, holy, holy Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Whenever the living creatures give honor, glory, and honor, and thanks to the one seated on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before the one seated on the throne and and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their thrones before the throne and say, our Lord and God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power because you have created all things and by your will, they exist and were created. That's our prayer. I don't even have a prayer. I'm just let this be the prayer. Holy, holy, holy. This is your God. This is home, the midwives. I mean, this was, this is revelations and they were in Exodus. I'm talking about thousands and thousands of years different, but they still knew the holiness, the reverence of this God, friend. I I don't know what this situation in your marriage may look like. I do know our God to the best of what I know which is not much because he, he is like an, an everlasting, all depth sea, too big, too wide, too great, too deep. But what I do know 
is day and night. The elders and these creatures are spending their day saying, holy, 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 Lord God, the almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Friend, I pray this encourages you. Wherever you are, whatever your season is, whatever the marriage is going through, there is a God on a throne who sees you, who knows you, who loves you. In Jesus' name, amen.